How exactly can one exist in a life riddled with opportunity after opportunity to let their provocative, violent psychoses take center stage? Can this man's life be called as such when he seems so forced to live his life disguised as another? Dressed from bowler hat to shine shoe in the proclivities of his own imagination's take on what the world wants to see, of what the fair sex needs to hear, of, of what we all have coming to us. But when the world comes knocking and it demands pristine corpses and wholesale parts, well, then I suppose it is a far sight easier to let the bloodlust take the wheel and grab a bit of well-deserved shut-eye in the meantime. He can be trusted, of course. He, he is part of you, after all. Waiting for the break of day Searching for something to say Dancing lights across the sky Yeah Giving up, I close my eyes Sitting cross-leg on the floor Twenty-five or six to four. Yeah, but the problem with that is, but if I don't feel like doing it, then whatever, I just won't do it. I'm just, I'm so super fucking lazy. I am too, dude. That's, but that's like, the problem. But if you try, if you just keep in your mind to try to do that every time, if you do it one time out of ten, yeah, that's still more. Yeah, I hear you. I, yeah, I get because, it. Dude, it's tough. No, dude, I fucking understand. It is so goddamn hard keeping your... Because you want to be able to just relax in your fucking bed. And, like, if something falls on the floor, well, I don't feel like dealing with that. You yeah. know, something's on the... Yeah, something's on that's, the side. You've got a couple cups. That's well, literally why I just use plastic cups. Because when, when there's no more room for shit, I just throw it all away. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right. Um, welcome. Welcome to... Another. Super duper duper episode of this american life starring see no hear no speak no the ufo's conspiracy amoida yes and also you can email us at snhnsnpod at gmail.com or comment on podbean or comment on or comment or or no or then. That's how that goes, right? <laughs> no, and, <laughs> no and then. No, it's and then. Mm-mm. And then. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that was a spike. Yeah, man. You're, cut, cut that out. Your laugh bit. is like a, like a <laughs> goddamn it's hurricane. A seismic pulse. <laughs> Here I am. Laughing like, like a hurricane. hurricane. Oh, you know what I wanted to do? Can I can you? still do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug some headphones in. See, because uh, the thing is, is uh, the reason uh, James got the illustrious uh, attempt at uh, saying the UFOs, conspiracies, and murders part, which he did okay, I suppose. Well, I didn't, I didn't want to steal too much of his thunder. You know, I didn't want to steal yeah. his whole thing. You know, I didn't want to have to make up the little. The little in-between insertion be- yeah. between Moida. But yeah, Chris isn't here. No, he's not. Although he does have a pretty serious collection of lightning and thunder. That's James's stealing. 
um, stealing. Yeah. Is thunder rock you like a hurricane? Uh, no, no, no. no if we're gonna be singing the Scorpions, rock you. Uh, we are gonna sing. I can't whistle. Winds of change, man. It's a good no. song. I don't know. I don't know the Scorpions. I just Take know that one song. Me. To the magic of the moment of a glory night Where the children of tomorrow dream their weave No, honestly, and like I've wind never... Of change. Wind no, of change! No, no, okay. no, <clears throat> no. I just wanted to sing it, really, mm. more than anything. If it wasn't on Guitar Hero, I don't know. <clears throat> it was on Guitar Hero 2.5. I didn't play that one. I That's don't know it. I played three... Uh, uh, Legends of Rock was that the, was that the one? That was the that was the DJ Hero one, yeah. Was no, what no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's what world I hear. Tour. Yeah. Uh, that that's no, good. no, that's the one where you actually went on tour. That one was good. Good. It didn't pay that well. Uh, the Coke Coke was great. Mm. Mm. Man, man, mm. Mm. Yeah. Coke. <sighs> anyway, so uh, Chris isn't here. Uh, Sorry, buddy. And we did. Uh, well, he has a great view though. <clears throat> it's a. Uh, uh, it's not that we didn't tell him that we were going to do this tonight. It's that uh, we didn't uh, we didn't tell him. He is currently, if if I can release this, and he is still out. <clears throat> uh, he said that he was going to be home on Friday ish, yeah. something like that. Something like that. Uh, and then I I, I called him, uh, or we spoke on Monday, and I was like, "Hey, record." He's like, "No, because I'm going to be in in North Carolina, South Carolina. He's going to be know. one of the Carolinas." Uh, hunting for crystals. Is that is that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get any of the notifications for that, and it was too much for me to read, so I didn't. Hunting for crystals. That's cool. Well, good yeah. luck with that, Chris. You should have read it because I told Chris that that's the gayest thing that's come out of his mouth since your dick. Uh, that's the only message I read out of that. Honestly, I just didn't even <laughs> bother context. I was like, good enough. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> I think that was the best one anyway. So it's okay. It's quite all right. Uh, but uh, he's not here today. But he won't be here tomorrow either. Uh, let's just put it that way. Um, unless He's in a better place, is what we're trying to say. We're saying that if you guys don't pony up the fucking ransom, he's never getting out of that fucking bathroom closet. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's what he said. But it's not our ransom. He's got himself in there. No, he's he, he wants money, or else he's going to stay in there. It's a weird thing. But uh, tonight, uh, this tonight night of all beautiful, illustrious evenings... Uh, and nights and nights it's 9 19 p.m that's that's nighttime evening yeah area uh of of working is the first episode in uh at least one uh maybe two possibly three Ew. episode series of the wonderful herman webster mudget mm. oh wait what you don't who you don't know that name herman herman webster mudget um, oh, he, uh, went by another name, uh, Coco the Clown. What? No, uh, H.H. Uh. Holmes. Oh, what? Yeah. So, I actually have a confession. Uh, yes, my son? Um. But no. So, uh, no, as no, my- no. Pants off first. Let's do this right. We're in church. No, I'm just, just kidding. We're not in church. We're in my room. Jesus Christ. Okay, me. okay. Ugh. Uh. As much as we talk about H.H. H. Holmes, I, I've always faked knowing who he is. I literally have no idea. 
that I have no I have no clue where H.H. <clears throat> Holmes is. I've played you for a fool this whole time. No, 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 no. This whole time you've thought I knew and I I No, did the not. fun part about all of this is that I think that's adorable because I knew the whole fucking time that you didn't know who he was. A. Oh, shit. B. That's so exciting to me because I get to tell you who H.H. Holmes is. Um, let's start out with a little tiny bit of his his little little tiny little little mudget uh mudget life i will i will say <laughs> <Little> stupid mudget <laughs> i will say that um a lot of the names at the beginning of his life are both uh ridiculous and hilarious <clears throat> and uh harder for me to get through than russian names so <sighs> Herman Webster Mudgett was born in Gilmanton, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, I meant to say. Okay. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> um, he was the son of Levi Horton Mudgett. Mm. Oh, Ugh. come on. No, they get better. And Theodate Page Price. His That's a girl's name? His mother's name was Theodate. It looks like a like a fake Greek version of Theodore. Yeah. Like if somebody was just like off the top of their head, like, oh, what would my Greek name be? Oh, uh, Theodate. Theodate Page Price. Gross. Uh, they were descended from among the first settlers to the area. So they were like pilgrims, only <clears throat> uh, the kids of kids of kids of. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that uh, the pilgrims are a myth uh, in general. Uh that's a that's a thing for another episode though. Uh, we will talk about the lie that is the colonization. We never found America, people. Mm-mm. Wake the fuck up! No, Plymouth 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 Rock landed on us. Ugh. So he grew up with a father uh, who was Levi Horton. Man. Levi Horton Mudgett is just like the coolest name. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> he was a, uh, a very strict disciplinarian, and he was often bullied as a child. Not Levi, but but Herman, uh, because his name was Her- Herman Webster Mudgett. I had to kick that kid's ass, too. Uh, he, he went on to claim uh, later that, as a child, he'd been forced by other kids to view and to touch a human skeleton after they found out about his fear of the local doctor's office, which, wow, man. like That's uh, fucked up. Yeah. You're afraid of dogs? Well, put your nose in this one's asshole. That'll teach you. Is there something you need to talk about, sir? I need you to put my dog down. I was just joking. <laughs> uh... The bullies uh, had initially brought him there to, to scare him because uh, he was afraid of the doctor's office or whatever. And so here's a skeleton. Touch it. And then, uh, but instead, though, he found himself to be utterly fascinated by it. Like this Taco Bell packet. Utterly fascinating and loud, <laughs> believe it or not. I can hear that quite well. Really? Yeah. It's crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. Man, hot sauce laying all over my floor. Um, so... Uh, they brought him in there to be like, <laughs> look at you, you're an idiot, you're afraid. Stupid pussy bitch. And then he just walks out with like the hugest boner, you yeah, know? Dude, that was... That was amazing. That was the greatest thing of my fucking life. Guys, do you know where any more of these fucking skeleton things are? 
Let me touch your bones. <laughs> I want to touch your bones. Let me touch your bones, bro. Oh, uh, so Herman uh, graduated from the University of Michigan. Ooh, look at me not taking my own advice and having the sound for my fucking. Yeah, you phone told on. me to silence my phone. Yeah, over here, boobity boop boop. I am boobity boop boop. Yeah, man. So there. You. How about that? How about boobity boop? Shut up. How hey, about, what? Who's fucking in, dude? I know. That's why I said it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Herman. Uh, unlike many of the, the the failures that we talk about on the show, as far as serial killing goes, uh, actually graduated the University of Michigan Medical School in mm. 1884. So this dude was a doctor, or at least he got a degree at a medical school. Um, while he was enrolled in said college, he would steal bodies from the school lab. Um, he would disfigure the corpses and claim that the people had been accidentally killed. He would then collect hmm. collect insurance money from policies that he had taken out on each one. What? So there's two things that already we can ask, just two that we can ascertain from from Mr. Mudget. I got this so good. And those are that a he is fascinated by the macabre, 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 and b he is a fucking scam artist. Like, a scam artist to the nth degree, and meaning he will fucking go to any <laughs> degree be, for money. It also shows that insurance companies do not keep any kind of track mm. of records for one guy to have, like, 19 different life insurance policies out on 19 different, like, people. Hey, man. Well, I, you didn't give me a number, but... They were, like, good friends and stuff, man. You know, like, <laughs> he's a really good guy, man. Uh, but, and, and really, number three is he's patient, he graduated medical school. <clears throat> well, do you think... Um, excuse me. I think I'm boring uh, you. <laughs> uh, do you think um, he, like, had murder thoughts in his mind? Like, as a thing, like, okay, um, so for me to do this, I have to go to school and do this. Or do you um, think that was just... You know what? The series of I, events is the series of how he. I think that I think that human anatomy did uh, actually truly fascinate him. I think that he had a, a strange factuation with it. I don't believe that it was a a, a sexual one in any way, uh, like a lot of killers have. I don't believe that it was a, a necessarily. I mean, he was infatuated with money, and in any way that he could get it, he was going to do that. But I don't think that he went into medical school just for the scam of it. So I'm, I'm a little torn uh, there because dude went to and finished medical school while yeah. he has this other whole whole deal going on. Um, so uh, after he graduates, he moved to Chicago to practice as a, uh, a pharmacist. Um, he also would uh, – well, he began engaging in – uh, quite a few shady business, real estate, and promotional deals and practices under the assumed name of H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, on July 8th of 1878, he married the lucky, lucky lady named Clara A. Lovering. Uh is that supposed to sound familiar to Clara, me? Clara A. Lovering. I just love that her last name is Lovering. That is, that is a pretty cool name. 
She so was like some Harry Potter shit. Eh, it's, uh, it sounds it's, like Luna Lovegood. I think it's a yeah. little lazy for Harry Potter, really. Luna True. Lovegood ring. Of uh, Luna loves good rings. She's a child, James. Mudgett was born in Gilman. <laughs> uh, so uh, Clara was from uh, Alton, New Hampshire. I'm sorry, New Hampshire. Uh, on January 28th, 1887, he married Mirza Z. Belknap. What the fuck? Hey, you shut what? up. You shut your stupid mouth. <laughs> what was that? Repeat that, sir. Okay. On July 8th, 1878, Holmes married Clara A. Lovering okay, I didn't... of Alton, New Hampshire. Period. Okay. And then, wait, new sentence. On, on January 28th, 1887, he married Mirza Z. Belknap. Thanks. In Minneapolis, Thanks. Minnesota. Thanks. Uh, if you were asking yourself, as I was, uh, he was still married to Lovering at the time, making him a bigamist. Bop, uh, bada, bop, bop. They should call it a smallamist. Wait, so he's racist? No. No, he had two wives at the same time. That's a bigamy. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> well, no, yeah, that's racism. No, it's not. They're like, you're, you're no. a bigamit. bigamit. No, a bigot is you're... different than a bigamist. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those two different words. Okay. They are, they are two, <laughs> those are two different words. Two different right. words. <laughs> uh, shoosh. Uh, Woo. <laughs> He and Miss Belknap uh, would go on to have a daughter named Lucy Theodate Holmes, because Lord knows we can't let that name die out. <sighs> Born on the 4th of July, 1889, in Inglewood, Ooh. Illinois. That's actually pretty cool. Born on the 4th of July, Lucy Theodate Holmes. Which isn't even his real last name, by the way. Yeah, he, so he just chose some random, like... Uh... Um, alias and made it his well, daughter's legal name. Well, he used to hang out with a bunch of Mexican guys and all the Mexican guys would be like, Sup, Yo, Holmes. They're like, oh, that must be my name. And you're like, wow. They think that's my name. <laughs> I think I, you know what? I think I quite like this. Yes, I will be <laughs> yes, H. H. Holmes for the alliteration. <laughs> it was just, he was just running one day. <laughs> Holmes. Oh, so H. H. Holmes? <laughs> sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> stupid. Uh, the family of three, uh, being uh, Miss Belknap and Belknap. <laughs> Mr. Mudgett and Miss Lucy Theodate Holmes, lived in the upscale Chicago uh, suburb. These are the ugliest fucking names, dude. They're terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. They they lived in the Chicago suburb of Willamette, although uh, Holmes did spend most of his time in the city tending to business. Uh, he filed a petition for divorce from his first wife after marrying his second. <laughs> but the divorce was never finalized. Now, here's where it gets uh, a little simpler. He married his third wife, Georgina Yoke. Yes, this is starting to sound a whole lot like a yoke. Joke. Boy, don't. Rim shot. Oh, he married his third wife on January 9th. 1894. Um, so, in other words, he, well, he was he was a dick, man. He was a terrible. Uh, just, just you know what? You know, I think that some people have uh, a trouble 
Break, just, breaking you, up with someone. Listen, you just don't understand the hip hop lifestyle. No, I do. I think I think I do understand the hip hop lifestyle. No, in that uh, it's you, you have to jump everywhere all the time, and then like your hips are always like ah oh, my hips, and, and you're always dipping, and then and you dip and I dip, we dip, and then my pants, man, I can't. How do you? How okay? Serious, serious question from Jason for real life here. How? Do pants stay on if they are under the butt? Hold them. No, no, no. Hands free. I have seen people walk down the street. Oh, you gotta no you, belt. You gotta do the spread. You gotta. But they don't look like they're walking like ducks. You gotta like. Do like but like why? Gotta, like, why not up. just pull your pants up you and walk, walk like, like a normal fucking human angle. being? You got, you got to you got to keep that shit triangular. I am all for letting your <laughs> pants sag a bit, man. I do it myself, right? But when oh, I can, fuck yeah, no, keep, fuck that like cowboy, like right up along the hip line at all times, See, super tight, squeezing my bladder. But no, but like, that, no, let, let me sag just a little bit. No, that motherfucker though leaves the house saying my entire ass worth of ass is hanging out of these pants, and I'm gonna wear a fucking uh, a goddamn sleeveless, goddamn wife beater that ends at my waist. That. I know for a fact doesn't cover up my um, completely bare ass. What? Exactly what people are you talking about here, Jason? James. Dun, dun, that, that is what I usually wear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hint, hint. Um, so, that's a little bit about his, his boring yet Jerry Springer-esque. Or maybe it's more Maury. I think it's more Maury. It's H.H. H. Holmes. You are the mudget. Um... And then all the wives start doing backflips and cartwheels out the studio. Mm-hmm. I told him. I told him. I told him he was a mudget. <laughs> Man. I, t- I told him he was a mudget. Like, your last name is Mudget. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> you are the... Wait. That's the... We just did that joke. I did. I can't do the same joke. Twice. Shut up, you Chris. Do it this time. I'll wait. H.H. H. Holmes, you are the mudget. Nah, I wouldn't like <laughs> So, uh, Holmes, uh, Holmes, 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 it's, Holmes. it's, we, I, I wanted to just say Holmes, Holmes. which is how it's pronounced. Holmes. Um, but there's an Holmes. L in there. Holmes. So when I read it, Holmes. I'm like Holmes, Holmes. So Holmes, uh, he came, he moves to Chicago cause, uh, in the late 1800s, where else are you going to move? What? Chicago. Okay. See, now I'm never going to Chicago. Chicago. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's, that's the only mm. two words I know out of the entire play. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, and I don't think I've ever heard that song all the way through. The only two words that I know from that entire <laughs> oh, yeah, play is, is Chicago. <laughs> it is the title. And Chicago. <laughs> it's the title, and it's repeated twice, and it's the two words I know Man, out of the play Chicago. I know six trillion words from that play, and they're all Chicago. <laughs> so while in Chicago, 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 Holmes comes across Doctor E. S. Holton's drugstore. Now, as we remember, he uh, had uh, designs on being a druggist of of sorts, uh, a pharmacist, if you will. So <laughs> that's that's what they they did call them druggists. Are they really called druggists? Sometimes I I call them that. All that the sounds time. like an old person's like slur for someone that smokes weed. 
Yeah. Oh, you fucking druggist. You dirty, long-haired druggist. <laughs> You're a fucking druggist. <laughs> I like it, though. I like it a lot. I think it's going to catch on. Uh, let's make it a thing. Just like an emotional upskirt. Man. See, I've been I've been relatively happy lately, so I have I haven't had uh, reason to to bring out emotional upskirt. There's been a, a lack of emotional upskirt. Yeah, there's been a real real lack of. Uh, uh, My of skirt has stayed gravitated and secured. Happy down, happy down blouse. Happy downs. <laughs> happy down blouses. So, uh, it, the Holton's Drugstore was located at the corner of Wallace and 63rd Street in the neighborhood of Inglewood. All you people living in Inglewood, go check it out. I'm sure it's still there, and I'm sure it's booming. Uh, Holton suffered from cancer, which back then had to be just as bad as cancer is today, I would suppose, if not worse. Like a super cancer kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> what? What's going on? Uh, Holton had, su- had, had super cancer. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, and so Holton's wife would mind the the store, the uh, the druggist shop. Um, so through Holmes's uh, impeccable dress and and manner of speaking and and charm in general, he got a job there, and then he mm, wormed his way into the the wife liking him. And he manipulated her into letting him buy the store, the the pharmacy. Um, the agreement was that she could still live in the upstairs apartment even after Holton, the, the rightful owner, died. Um, and once Holton did, in fact, die, uh, Holmes uh, then murdered Miss Holton and told people she was just vil- visiting relatives in California. Wait, so this is the first murder? This is the first. He took action and did it himself. And it's just out of nowhere. I mean, it's not out of nowhere. It's for a pharmacy. And then he doesn't want this bitch hanging around no more. Oh, true. He had to pop a cap in her The ass. weird thing, though, is that he waited for the guy to die of cancer before he killed the wife to get her to move out. Why not just kill them both? Because well, then that way... Mm-hmm. One, you only have the mm-hmm. guilt of one murder on your mind. I don't think he's got the guilt. And then, mm-hmm. well, he didn't know that. That's the first I one said, he's done himself. He, why I said, I think. Yeah, well, I think. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm listening. Yeah. I just, that's a statement, I think. Okay, therefore you... Uh... I I think. Therefore I think. I think therefore... I, oh, think, I think I can. Um. <laughs> so, uh, people started asking questions. Uh, you know, like, hey... That lady that was here all the time that uh, owned the place with her husband, uh, where is she and when is she coming back? And he was like, oh, she's in California visiting uh, family and stuff. And then he would start to say uh, that, oh, you know what? She likes California so much that she's decided to live there. Um, Because most people do that. They're like, I'm going to go visit family for a week. And then they just don't come back because they're so happy. Um, So uh, Holmes... Ended up purchasing a uh, an empty lot across from the drugstore where he built his... Uh, he would go on to build his three-story, one-city-block-long castle. It was really a city... Well, how, how big is a city block? It's, uh, it's, about as, as, it's about as big as a block in a city. But there's so many different sizes. Well, just take a pick and it's that. Just... Whoa, jeez, yeah, dude, right? that's that's huge. It's pretty big. They call it a castle for a reason. That's that's 
that's that's big. Good mm. good job, sir. That's Man. the biggest one I've ever seen. Uh, it was dubbed the uh, the castle by those people that lived in the neighborhood there, and it was opened as a hotel for the World's Columbian Exposition in mm. 1893, uh, and. Uh, Part of the structure was also used as uh, commercial space. But uh, something very neat about the World Columbian Exposition of 1893 is that I have a, uh, a ticket, like an actual honest-to-God, hold-in-your-hand uh, entrance ticket for the World's Columbian Exposition of 1893. I don't have it out right now, but James did see it last time he came over, and uh, it does, in fact, e- exist. Um, it's kind of neat. I also have recently uh, uh, fallen into possession of two uh, tokens, metal coin, daily tokens from this thing, which makes this this whole story and visiting it now uh, that much more real to me because those things were in that city at the exact same time when this monster was doing his monstrous deeds. And it was being held by people that went to his mansion. I mean, that wasn't a requirement to go to the World's Fair. Wait, you're saying like a ticket, right? Like a ticket to the the World Columbian Exposition, not to H.H. H. Holmes' oh, oh, uh, castle. Wait, 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 I thought you just said, I'm sorry, am I not following along? I don't think you're up? listening at all, uh, but that's you okay. Said, Okay, it was opened as a hotel. As a hotel. Oh, okay. For, yeah, I thought you said so like, he, it was open yeah. as a hotel to like to host it. Oh no, no, no! The World's Fair is a huge like. Uh, yeah, like, well, I was confused m- about that as well. Many city blocks, yeah. <laughs> large, <laughs> not just one. I was confused about yeah, that. It's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, I'm very con- continue. James is high as balls, guys. <laughs> um, so the ground floor of the castle contained, aside from his own relocated drugstore. Um, Hold on, my ship oh, fell shit, asleep. I thought Melissa was in here. Nope, I oh. don't think so. Um, <laughs> what, have you been on your good behavior? <laughs> um, so the ground floor of the castle contained, aside from his own relocated drugstore, it had uh, various shops, like a, a jeweler was there, uh, and uh, some other stuff. Like, I think there's a guy that sold uh, lamps, probably. That's nice. What else could have been there? Let's think. In, in in the in 1895, uh, plant store, botanist, botanist, botanist shop. Okay, a botanist shop isn't a botanist, more of a like a, a plant scientist, and not someone that sells begonias on the corner. I mean, if they grow and breed them themselves, then they're botanists. You don't necessarily have to have a degree in a tile to be a botanist. I think that you should. Yeah, but it's not. You don't but, have to. But you can't say that because that's why I you hear, don't make the rules. Okay, look. When I hear that someone's a botanist, I expect them to be an authority on fucking plants. When I hear someone's a... Mm-hmm. No, never mind. Continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the two upper floors of his hotel, his murder castle, if you will, contained his personal office as well as a maze of over a hundred windowless rooms. Jesus Christ. Along with doorways that would open to brick walls, oddly angled hallways, stairways to nowhere, doors that could only be opened from the outside, and a host of other strange labyrinthian daily things. He would repeatedly change the the builders and the workers uh, during the construction of the castle to ensure that no one 
actually knew the layout of the castle. So only he would be able to duck in and out of all his little cubby holes and, and crannies and such. Mm-hmm. And uh, and jump out to be like, surprise! Here's murder for you! Oh, I was going to be like, oh. like happy anniversary. Um, Why can't you ever just agree with me? We were stabbing in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> can't stop the stabbing. <laughs> Man, Bruce Springsteen, where you went wrong. Never heard of him. Mm. Springsteen Bruce. Never heard of him. Yeah. Mm. Something in my... Hmm. Man, stop, stop smacking on... <clears throat> we are inside... And I just fucking ate a bug during recording. What? I don't. I, I didn't pick it up off of a plate and pop it in my mouth. Yeah, he did. I just watched him, dude. He I fucking... seen him. I seen him do it. <laughs> Sat there and fucking crunched that little motherfucker oh, like right between his teeth, man. right between the pearly whites. It's my guilty pleasure. Uh, I'm not that guilty about yeah, it. You don't, I was about to say uh, you don't seem very guilty all. about it. Um, He's quite proud of it. So, uh, so he. Uh, <laughs> He would, uh, he would, uh, he would hire people to 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 build his shit, and then uh, like two days before they were supposed to be finished with the section that they were doing, he would fire him and not pay him, and then <laughs> and then he'd hire somebody else to come in and quote unquote finish with completely new things to do, and then he would uh, rinse and repeat. Um, he got sued a lot. He, I'm sure. Yeah, he, he got sued a lot. <laughs> Which, um, you know, good for good for him, I guess. Um, he would also, uh, let's see, uh, over a period of three years, uh, he would handpick female victims from among his employees, uh, many of whom were required as a condition of employment to take out life insurance policies for which homes would pay the premiums, but also be the sole beneficiary. Which reminds me of the fucking paperwork that Blockbuster made me sign to work there. Reminds me of Hillary Clinton fighting for Walmart to have the the legal right to hire old people explicitly with the with the expectation that they're going to die and they have life insurance policies out on them. Well, I mean, that just sounds like good business practice to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I heard that your boss has a life insurance policy out on you because he expects you to die there. What? And he did say in a terrible fire with a like big air quotes though, so I don't know what he meant by that exactly. I think he just means it won't be that bad of a fire. It'll be a. Ter- I'll just really pathetically die. <laughs> It'll be a shitty fire, man. What a terrible <laughs> fire that was. <laughs> <laughs> like die from like getting my hair caught on like an incense stick as I lighted. <laughs> <laughs> And then all of his friends are like, we always knew he would go that way. (laughs) We always knew that incense would be his downfall. Can you do me a huge favor? Can you let Darcy out of the room, please? Darcy, get the fuck out of here. Hey, man, don't talk to Darcy like that. Jesus Christ. Let Eleanor out, too. Uh, Yeah. Dee Dee, go. Good girl. And then shut it all away. (laughs) So they can't get back in. Whoa! <gasps> Wait, so uh-huh. right, so H.H. H. Holmes. That's who we're talking about. Yeah, this you're right. This guy. You're right, yes. Uh-huh. M- midget. Yep. Mudget. Mudget. Herman Webster Midget. Mm-hmm. 
Didn't they make like one of the seasons of American Horror Story based off of him? The oh, one uh, where Lady Gaga gets like rammed every episode. Like hotel, hotel. Like, where she gets rammed every hotel. Yeah, she gets rammed every episode, hmm. and Hotel is the season, I think. Oh, yeah, dude, no, like, I every... Have, I haven't seen it, no. The first, like, five episodes, for at least 30 to a minute and a half, 30 seconds to a minute and a half, you just see Lady Gaga getting her ass smashed. Hmm. Like, like, very long sex scenes. Oh, okay, I was, I, I was still <laughs> no. I was finding a, a, a way to ask a sex scene, or... Or um, brutal or, violence yeah, against her butt. Is she getting destroyed with a pipe wrench, or just is pipe. she getting <laughs> destroyed by a pipe wrench? <laughs> uh, but yes, probably. God, you make this show so gay. Why? I'm talking about Lady Gaga. Yeah, she's really hot. Is she? I think so. I mean, I think she's attractive. I don't. I wouldn't say hot though. I think she's really hot. I mean, she's talented though. I'll give her that. Oh yeah, hella. Mm-hmm. Hella. Hello. Um. Shut up. Shut up, Chris. Chris, wherever you are. Shut up. And whatever crystals you're gazing at under the starry star whatever night. Whatever crystal meth you're gazing at between your floorboards. He is in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So, uh, where were we? I forget. Um, where were we? I don't know, man. You think I'm listening to these episodes? No, I honestly know that you're not. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> before uh, before he would he would kill these these uh, people, women, uh, victims, uh, people in general. Uh, some of which, since it was a hotel meant for people that were going to the uh, you know Colombian exposition, uh, were there. By themselves, they were just like, "Hey, I'm gonna go see me that World's Fair that they're talking about." I heard there's a big old pig. Because the World's Fair lasts for a while, yeah, doesn't it's, it? It's, it's, like, it's like it's like, like a couple a weeks, like a year, maybe. No, there's no. What the fuck? A year? I don't know, man. Fuck, I was I was literally a year old when we had the New Orleans World's Fair. I went to it though. Apparently, dude, my boss tells me stories about it because he remembers it, and mm-hmm. it sounds f- fucking wild. It sounds crazy. It sounded like it like was, it was like to... just the coolest party, really. It did, dude. I, like he tells me about like um, they built like a monorail system between the West yeah. Bank and New Orleans, yeah. and they had like a big ass like rocket set up in the middle of the goddamn city. And I just handed James a an unopened. No, don't you do that. <laughs> I an unopened pack of filtered cigarettes, king size lights from. The 1984 New Orleans World's Fair. Ooh, can I read the bag? Yes, you may. Louisiana World Expo, the symbol of quality. We invite you to try our symbol of quality, made with the finest tobaccos. Find this same quality seal symbol on the top of the packs, available in your hometown stores. Be assured of quality, and always add a savings compared to name brands. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Louisiana World Fair uh, cigarettes. This looks like a really classy pack of cigarettes. It does. I, I like that. It really does. It's got like the the cool like shine like the, there. Yeah, like, it's like silver mm-hmm. on white. Man. So so it's a white pack with like uh, a blue circle outlined in silver, and it says eighty four, and that's what it sounds like. Crinkle crinkle. Yeah, crinkle crinkle. I bet the I bet they're delicious too. I really really 
I'm, I'm going to go ahead and hazard a guess that they taste fucking amazing. Oh, and wait, is there, yeah, there's a little bit of tobacco on each side that's kind of, yeah, a little, 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 little leaked out tobacco over the last fucking 36 years. And on the, on the side though, uh, just for all of you smokers out there, warning, the Surgeon General has determined that cigarette smoking is dangerous to your health. Back in 84, they had that on the pack? I know, man. Like, did he, what did he fucking say that into a pterodactyl that fucking, that, no, I'm, into... I'm genuinely surprised that back in <laughs> that we knew that cigarettes. Were well, because everyone makes it sound so recent. I mean, I'm born in '99. My earliest memories are in like '05. I don't, I don't know okay. shit. When you were being born, I was walking around the Esplanade Mall, which is our local mall, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's we... a dead local mall. Well, now, yeah, every mall, every local mall is a dead, a dead. Not mall. Lakeside. Lakeside's still popping. Lakeside's not a local mall. Um, <laughs> not for us, it's not. Uh, so, but uh, we used to walk around and smoke cigarettes inside the mall. They used to have ashtrays just like where garbage cans and shit are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was fucking weird to think that I used oh, yeah, to smoking just it. walk around the mall inside smoking cigarettes. I can't even va- I can't even vape inside the mall. I mean, I've you can. They'll tell you to stop. But oh, yeah. You can. You, okay, well, then you can smoke inside a mall, too. I mean, technically, you can jack off inside a mall, too, until someone I, I t- do. tells you to stop. Um, so, <laughs> um, he he would ask these ladies that, that he would uh, handpick for, for, for often to not only have their life insurance policies, uh, you know, paid for by him, but also pay out to only him. But he would ask them to write letters to their relatives or friends explaining... That they'd be going away for a while, so that their absences wouldn't be noticed. Um, so uh, there were two women in particular, one of them pregnant, who uh, who were told if they wrote the letters, he would set them free. Uh, but of course, being the uh, the a consummate gentleman that he was, Mister Mudget, Mister Herman Webster Mudget, killed him right after. Right after he, uh, right after they signed the thingies. Oh, uh, James, I have this, and that's and that's dumb too. I have oh. this, I have this thing. I need you to sign. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is it? <laughs> no, but that's dumb. Why would you, if 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 this guy's threatening to kill you, mm-hmm. and then it's like, hey, I'm gonna kill you unless you write a letter to your parents explaining your disappearance, mm-hmm. and then I'll let you go free to be seeing your parents. How does that make any sense? Um, you would probably be back with your parents by the time the letter arrived through them from the post office. You know, that's man, stupid. Uh, I'd be like, "What? No, fuck you." Why are Why are trees blue and the sky's green? Why? I mean, I did do a whole lot of acid earlier. Why are we here? Because God and stuff. Hey, man, mm-hmm. don't push your religion onto me. Respect my freedom of religion in this here country that we reside in. What? Yeah, you oh. heard me. Okay. So, in his confessions later on, because he did eventually uh, be like, hey, yeah, whatever. Uh, he said... I did it. He Pussy. wrote... Uh, these these two were particularly sad deaths, uh, both on account of the victims being exceptionally upright and virtuous women, and because Miss Sarah Cook, had she lived, would have soon become a mother. Um, which... Ooh, two for one special. Oh, James. <laughs> that's... Oh, man. Man, that's... That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Spawn kill. Because uh, <laughs> it was technically a boarding house, the castle had a, a reception room. A, okay, a, okay, last one. In a boarding uh, house? 
All right, continue. Wait, what? In a boarding house. A boarding house. Yeah, yeah. In in a boarding house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sad. One of them, which the media dubbed... Oh, wait, no, it's too far. No. Uh, The castle (laughs) had a reception room, a waiting room, and several several rooms for residents in general. Aside from those uh, and some hallways, the house was comprised of secret chambers, trap doors, hidden laboratories, and rooms that were just completely devoted to killing people. One of them, which the media had dubbed the vault. <clears throat> oh, uh, you know what? That uh, that reminds me to tell you guys out there the thing that I told James just oh, before yeah. we started the show. <laughs> when we gave you uh, horror movie recommendations last week, uh, I said uh, watch The Witch, or as it is actually spelled out, The, the Vivitch. The Vivitch. Uh, yeah, just fucking find it. It's really good. Uh, but I said, and The Vault, which technically still a horror movie and still okay. Uh, but nowhere near as good as the movie that I actually wanted to say, which is The Void. The Princess Diaries. The Princess Diaries is so goddamn good, though, man. Uh, <laughs> I used to watch them on VHS when I was, like, six. <laughs> What's a VHS, man? Oh. Okay. We're old. So the movie he meant to recommend was called The Void. Yeah, please. Uh, please. Not The Vault. The Void. Please watch The Void. It is, it's so good. I hear it's very good. Me too, which is weird, because I said it. I hear voices in my head. The Vault. The Void. Was a walk-in movie. <laughs> was a walk-in movie? What? <laughs> oh, it uh, was a walk-in room uh, with iron walls and uh, gas jets that Holmes could control from his bedroom. That's cool as shit. There was a dumbwaiter for lowering bodies and a hanging chamber. He had a medieval torture rack in the basement and a greased chute that went from the roof to the basement so that he could dump bodies. He had a maze uh, that he would send his victims through and a uh, a terrifying, uh, as this writer writes, uh, quote-unquote, blind room. Ouch. What's a blind room? Uh, it's a room that can't see. Okay. We're in a blind room right now, actually. Fuck. Yeah. Poor room. It's always sad when they, they're not, like, born that way. Like, when you lose the thing, yeah. you know? Because <clears throat> if you never had it, then what are you missing? Yeah. You know? Yeah, go fuck yourself. You're yeah. not real. Exactly. So, uh... Fifty First Dates is a terrible movie, by the way. I, I keep looking at you and catching mine. it. It's not mine. Look, is it Melissa's? Look. Yeah, it's gone. See? Good. Fuck that movie. And actually, it's a pretty good uh, soundtrack, though. Uh, yeah, but a soundtrack is just <clears throat> other people's music. Yeah, I know. Just jammed together. Yeah, I know. So it doesn't do anything good. It did. Something, it makes a good. It playlist. did something right, though. I make good playlists all the time. I don't. I, win, I don't win Oscars for it. Don't think that's. I don't think they did either. <laughs> <laughs> I was throwing out Oscars. God, why shit. the fuck is my laugh so loud? Because you keep getting real close to the mic just to laugh. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I gotta make sure that you're all happy. I am. Um. <laughs> so uh, several of these rooms were completely airtight and had no windows. Uh, one of them fitted with iron plates. Another lined with asbestos. <laughs> there was an asphyxiation chamber with gas jets that could be turned on turned that could be turned into blow torches perhaps oh. to roast people alive oh that's so cool though that's so cool mm-hmm. though man when uh when police had eventually inspected the castle after Holmes was in jail 
they were rightfully and as would be expected uh, horrified uh fuck man this is the 1800s and this dude has built an honest to god evil lair i was gonna say dude like the the best part about this so far is that it's in the 18 like most like most people couldn't make this now no, like if they no. like really try. But see, that's that's another thing though is that this is kind of at the same time only possible in the 1800s because there aren't a bunch of fucking people asking nosy ass questions until shit starts happening. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, I don't know. It's it's today if I were trying to build some kind of weird chamber under this fucking room, I'd have to deal with 30 different fucking city officials. I'd have to. Oh yeah, there's no you know, way. It, I couldn't be. I wouldn't be able to kill yeah, all of them. It's not like the industrial age anymore. You yeah. Can't, you can't. It's, you can't just be building shit and jackhammering away, and it's normal. Right. And, and like, you can't just be like. It's like, wait, most of the shit's already built. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, I, where's uh, Jim Bob? I heard he was working for you last. I was like, oh, well, I, I think I heard about him falling off a pier somewhere. Oh, well, let me check his Snapchat real quick. Yeah. Uh-oh. And it's a video of him being tortured in your basement. Man. And then... You should okay. really have your own Snapchat account. What happened? Is there a ghost? What happened? I don't know, man. I wish I had my gun on me. That was scary. What? We're what going to get attacked, dude. I By feel like whom? someone like break. I don't know whoever's breaking in your house right now. I, know th- I mean, a lot of people live here, man. We have, like, keys to get in and out. Okay, man, if you say so. I, I did, just through a yawn. Uh, <laughs> there were claw marks on the walls of the vault from people who would try to escape. In the basement, there was a blood-stained dissecting table and surgical instruments. There was a vat of acid with human bones in it and piles and piles of quicklime, one of which yielded a girl's dress. There was an enormous stove to burn bodies and a stovepipe with human hair in it. Now, um, they found uh, skulls, shoulder blade, ribs, hip socket, countless other remains. Uh, they also found, also, um, all you know, the, the his fucking victims' belongings that he would keep, as many serial killers do. Uh, watches, buttons, pictures, half-burnt lady shoes. That's a weird thing to, to put in the in the article that you're writing. Yeah, <laughs> half-burnt lady shoes. Oh, oh, so so the stove to burn bodies in was like 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 an incinerator, basically. Yeah, They're just using the word stove. Or being the time period it was could just have been like, like a, a huge pot belly, pot, you know, like a pot pot bellied stove. I guess, like an you iron. You dang pot bellied stove. That's right. Um, that's right. What are you? What? That's uh, that's right. What are you drugged? <laughs> that's right. There. Call the ambulance. That's right. <laughs> I, I, please come. My my, my dad. I, all he said. I, he just keeps saying that's right over and over again. And it keeps, there's nothing. That's right. <laughs> oh my god! It's it, it's getting worse. That's right. <laughs> you know what? Don't come. I hope he's died. <laughs> Yeah. That I hope he's died. I hope he's died. <laughs> and I didn't smoke. Um, <coughs> man, man. Oh, hey, sorry for that cough, Jason. Okay. <coughs> man. Um. So, uh, see, the thing about Holmes is, even though he's doing all this fucking monster shit, right? Yeah. Uh, it's that he. Uh, 
he did it. I don't know. Well, I can't say for sure that he did it because of or for this reason. But all of the bodies that he ended up with, because, you know, like those things, those they pile up pretty quick to the point where you're like, they're quite large. Like, what am I going to do with all these bodies, man? I was like, I, you know, first, like one or two I could take care of and like, you know, I could feed them and walk them and stuff. But this has just gotten a little, a little crazy too fast. You know, it's like, um, like me with plants. It's like it maybe is a little overwhelming sometimes to have that many bodies, you know. James, I need to show you something. <laughs> James, I need you to sign something real quick. <laughs> um, so what what Holmes would do would uh, fuck man, he had a scheme that worked in college, and by God, it would work again. So he would take the uh, the bodies of the murdered unfortunate. And he would sell them <coughs> to medical schools. Oh, hey, like like my buddy Gore. Wait, what? My, my uh, I forget his first name, but Gore at the BRC, the yeah. body research. I mean, kind of, but he didn't kill the people. Yeah, true. He just cut their heads off and sewed them onto big fat dudes' bodies. <laughs> And, that and is still just the weirdest... Fu- like, like in, oh, guys, check this out. It's so funny. And, and a, then everyone laughs. In a story that includes a fridge full of penises. Yeah, that's always the one that I want to say. The The thing that that stays with me more than anything is the fact that they cut a fat guy's head off, they cut a tiny lady's head off, and then they took the tiny lady's head and sewed it onto the fat guy. As a joke. As a joke. That as, other people liked so much that they kept it around. As a haha. Yeah, like, hey guys. <laughs> Fat chick. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking horrible people. <laughs> yeah. God, that was a full second of complete real silence. <laughs> <laughs> man. Oh, man. <laughs> So, uh, it really was like a perfect second. Yeah, it was really good. During the castle years, which is what we will call them, uh, this is when Holmes had acquired his second wife. Uh, as we said, though, he wasn't divorced from his first one, and he also pursued several other romantic entanglements. That's right. Holmes, you dirty dog. Yo, Holmes, you've been putting your dick in too many people. <laughs> Now he's an old black guy playing chess in the park. (laughs) Checkmate. (laughs) Man, I hate that guy. I don't like playing chess against him at all. God, that is solid. Yeah, that's a solid. That's a a rectangle. Man, I'm going to turn this down anyway just to do that. There we go. So I'm not even getting close to it. Now we can be as loud as we want. Kind of. Yeah. See, we're good now. I just have. A lot of sound editing to do now. Okay, so if these romantic entanglements uh, didn't resolve to his liking, which means they didn't uh, catch the woo that he had been pitching and such, uh, or if one of his girlfriends got a little too needy, you know? Just like a... Like, <gasps> Vera Bell? Featuring little baby D. Hi, V. How's it doing? Hi. Welcome in for the end of the show. Hi. What's wrong, baby? You okay? Okay. Uh, so, uh, when these women would get a little too needy uh, for old Mr. Mudget, uh, the woman in question would simply disappear. Um, he would be like, uh, Alakazam! And they'd go, poof, 
to heaven. Um, really? That's awesome. Yeah, he, he was like that. Why are you uh, glossing over that so fast? I feel like that needs more context. Uh, mm, I don't. One of his relationships was with uh, a certain Minnie Williams, who was a, a Texas heiress, which means she was on next in line on the throne of Texas. Yeah, I think that's what that means. Uh, so Minnie's sister, Nanny, though, Uh-oh. came to visit for the exposition. I don't know how Nanny is. Man, Nanny. Nanny. I'm Minnie. I'm Nanny. Oh, Nanny. My name's Nanny, and I'm Minnie's sister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Minnie, and I hate Nanny, and I never tell people that we're related. Yeah, get over yourself. Shut up, Nanny. Stupid idiot. For the exposition, but they both vanished Shut in up. 1893. Detectives would later find Nanny's footprint in the vault, to which Holmes admits uh, was made in <clears throat> in the violent struggles before her death. Minnie uh, had a will. Can you believe it? Can oh. you? Can you believe it that Nanny, Minnie, Minnie had a will? Man, <clears throat> I, I I bet I won't believe who's who's the only person in her will. Huh. Okay, well, let's see if you believe this or not. Uh, Minnie left everything to H.H. Holmes' personal assistant, Benjamin Peitzel, who lived nearby with his wife and four kids. Did you think that was going to happen? Actually, no. Ah, that's right. Unless there is no Benjamin Peitzel. Oh, no, there is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was was, uh, also a terrible person. Uh, So, where you going, Miss V? She is foreign. Oh, Vera Clem just woke up from her nap. No, she's been up. Oh, she's been up from her nap. <laughs> she is exploring. Uh huh. So, now we're back. But you we're didn't back. even know that we left, so I really. But now you do, because we. I guess I didn't have to it. say. So, uh, when Holmes and Peitzel went to Texas to try to collect on Minnie's will. They were uh, almost arrested, so they they left, which is what you do when you go to a new place and are almost arrested. This place becomes a place that doesn't need to be a place for you anymore, right? Like Why you could they just almost leave. Arrested? They, 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 they knew it was obvious bullshit. Like, yes. Wait, hold I, on a I'm, second. I'm, so you're telling me? Yeah. So this heiress who has other family decided to leave it to not you, the man she was seeing, but your assistant. Put your hands behind your back, sir. Yeah. Sir? Sir, please come back here. Look, I know... Sir, sir, please stop running out of the building. Look, I know I just work at the post office, but you're under arrest. (laughs) Because this is bullshit, man. Sir, this is a Chili's. (laughs) (laughs) And you're under arrest. Just like every time I go to Chili's. Um, Holmes was, however, soon picked up in St. Louis for stealing from a drugstore. (laughs) From a druggist? From From a drugger. From a drug... Dealist, <laughs> uh, a drug lord, if you will, a drug lordist. Um, but he was <laughs> he was released shortly afterwards. Um, so uh, for reasons unknown to anyone but Holmes himself, uh, he then chose Philadelphia as the site of his next venture. He insured Peitzel for ten thousand dollars and made Peitzel's wife Carrie, who stayed behind in St. Louis, the beneficiary. The plan was to fake Peitzel's death, collect the money from the insurance company, and then split the profit between them, which is a dick move on both Holmes and the wife. Because, yeah. um, because what the shit, man? Melissa, yeah. if you ever, ever take out an insurance policy 
with James on my life yeah. where you guys fucking split the goddamn money. Yeah. I'm going to call you guys dicks. He'll do it. Oh, I swear and to God, I'll do it. I feel sorry about it. What do we have to do? I, I, we have to put, take no, out an no. insurance policy on him. No, you yeah, both have, have to, to take sh- I am insurance policy on him and then we kill him and split the money. <laughs> Jokes on you assholes. I am uninsurable. <laughs> so, uh, no company will take me. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, instead though, uh, and this is instead of the the planned death and sp- oh. <laughs> She's like that. It just hit her butt. I know. This is a train wreck. <laughs> Fear is fun. <laughs> Fear is just drunk all the time. <laughs> she needs her computer. The joke about babies being like just drunk adults is uh-huh. so overused but so true mm-hmm. I'm not super glad this minute but that's cool the laptop's usually a friend Sorry. it's okay no I'm not gonna no this is gold I love you baby this is part of the chilling atmosphere. Man, this is this is this is home life, and I love it. This is why we do this here. Um, authentic, authentic, uh, uh, Chilean food. That's what Chili says, right? Yeah, yeah. I want my baby back, baby back, baby, baby back, back, baby back, baby back. Chili's authentic baby Chilean food, straight from Peru. What? You're, that, you're thinking to yourself, Peru and Chile, same place or different? <laughs> <laughs> Let's discuss. <laughs> and obviously, I thought they were the same place, and now I'm not so sure. <laughs> they could still be. Judging by crowd reaction, I think hmm. I've made a serious misstep. Huh. Let's <laughs> cut that part out. <laughs> Sir, this is a live show. Oh, sir, this You're is... in front of a live crowd. At Chili's. Sir, this is Chili's. So, uh, w- <laughs> uh, so they got the thing out on, on Peitzel, right? Him, it, yeah. uh, Holmes and his wife. Uh, and then, uh... Yeah, Holmes. He, um, he installed Peitzel in a fake patent dealership at 1316 Callow Hills Street... Which, what? What's a patent dealership? A patent deal... Is that where you could, like... Yeah, you can take one of these bad boys out for a spin right now. Yeah. This patent's got all-wheel drive, baby. Yeah, uh, because it's the patent for all-wheel drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For the low, low price of uh, whatever the fuck. I don't know what patents cost. I mean, I know what prices. What are. was I mean, money back then? What was, did they use? They use like like shells. They use like little macaroni noodles. I was farts in a small can. <laughs> and uh, the the bigger the can, though, obviously, uh, the less the fart was worth. Hmm. Yes. Oh, because it's not as concentrated. It's, it's it has not, a, yes. It's not as close to critical mass. If there's if there's no condensation on the inside of <laughs> the jar. <laughs> oh. So this has been another episode. Oh man, <laughs> has it ever? Uh, so, uh, this, this uh, patent dealership was uh, right in front of the city morgue, uh, go figure, and uh, Peitzel hung a sheet of muslin that read, B.F. Perry Patents Bought and Sold. 
outside the building to make it look legitimate. Uh, how? Why do you need to make a patent dealership look legitimate? Couldn't you just fucking deal in patents on the side? Yeah, that doesn't seem like a tough business to keep afloat. No. Like, hey, we have a patent. Cool. I'll buy it. All sure. Right. Hey, whatever. Hey, you got any patents? Oh, I got this one here. Oh, cool. I'll buy it. Cool. Keeps my murders from being <laughs> yeah. discovered. Done. And it's not even a fake thing. It's just something that you have to do every once in a while. Because how busy could a fucking patent office be? And it'll <clears throat> probably still make you money, maybe. Probably not. Mm, probably not. You're not in a patent office. Yeah, probably not. Uh, so, patent-seeking carpenter named Eugene Smith, who, by the way, wins the biggest prize of the show, which is Easy Regular Fucking Name. <laughs> Widest Name in the World Award goes to... <laughs> Eugene Smith. I've come to the office in September of... 1894, looking for the man that I assume was named Perry. Well, guess what? No one was in, but the door was open. Uh oh. Because. Three seconds of silence. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> Waiting for the perfect time. So, so a book says that he hallooed several times. But didn't get a response. That does say hello. <laughs> he went full fucking Wait. Mrs. Doubtfire on hello. him. Hello. There's <laughs> just no res- I wouldn't respond oh. if somebody just walked into my office and went hello. I'd fucking slink into my chair, dude. Yeah, I would like, like I would like huddle in the fetal position at the lowest <laughs> point in my chair. I would yell, "I've already called the police. Get out of here, <laughs> sir. Oh. You're under arrest." <laughs> And have you tried our new sizzling hot skillets? Have you tried sodomy? <laughs> wow, man. Wow. Because prison. No, I was talking about chilies. Yeah. There's sodomy there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I've eaten there before. Um, mm, tastes we, like sodomy. <laughs> so when Smith went upstairs, which he's a fucking busybody, and he shouldn't have just gone upstairs in a fucking business establishment, it is known that unless... You can see there are more comic books in the upstairs section that you stay on the fucking bottom floor of the goddamn comic book shop. And even if you can clearly see that there are more comics on the second store, you still ask, hey, yeah. do is you have cool? comics on the second floor? Is it cool to go upstairs? Like, because, like, upstairs is usually off limits, usually most of the time, but is it cool? And they're like, yeah, and then you go. Or they're like, no, and they shoot you. Yeah, and really, you don't even want to go up there because that's where they sell, like, all the, the like, like the Casper comics. No, uh, man, that's uh, where the shit is. Like, uh, yeah, uh, like, like the Richie Looney Rich comics and, and, oh, man, just, man, Superman. I've, I've got some Looney. I've got a bunch of, like, late 40s, early 50s comics. Like comedians <laughs> in their late 40s and early 50s? <laughs> no, comedians that were born in the late 40s and early 50s. Oh, yeah. all right. Which is, I don't like know. Like Nor- Norm MacDonald, probably? <laughs> I like him. He's fun. Oh, God. Uh, remind me when we're done. I have all that art to lend you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. Uh, and it, it's com- I like art. It's comic book art, guys. It's not like tasteful nudes or nothing. That's Not stuff. like your, your, your friend over on the West... That's for this. That's for the second anniversary of our show together. Um, uh, so, uh, so he's he's at this fake fucking uh, patent dealership, right? And a uh, carpenter comes in, Eugene Smith, as we said, and he's like, "Hey, hello, you remember?" Hello. And then he went upstairs, and uh, then his gaze—he <coughs> coughed. His gaze met with a sight that chilled his blood. 
It was a man lying on his back, his face disfigured beyond recognition by decomposition and burning. It mm. seemed there had been some kind of explosion, and the rigid body was sign wait si singed singed on one side, including half his mustache. <gasps> there, the, the man said to himself, "Ah, clearly a victim of the Rikishi stink face." I don't know what that is. There what? was I don't know what that is. Whatever, whatever yourself, bitch. Asshole. There was, according to Geyer's book, which we are reading passages from right now, uh, a considerable quantity of fluid spreading out from more than a foot around the body. See, I'm thinking, right, and, and hear me out, uh, spontaneous combustion, but only on the half side, uh, and then uh, it also started, originated from the mustache. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah. No, like, yes? Yes. Okay. I think so. Okay. Well, because that's what happened, it says here next. Uh, no, wait, it doesn't say. I, oh, shit. So I did smoke in, in a little break there. Um, oh, no. The only person who knew the true identity of the corpse was H.H. Holmes himself. And he was more than happy to come forward to identify it as old Benny Peitzel. That's right. The guy that we get money for if he's dead, right? Uh, he even brought Peitzel's daughter, Alice, with him from St. Louis to seal the deal. Peitzel's wife, Carrie, still believed it was all a scheme and that Ben was just hiding out somewhere and waiting for her. Um, in his confession, Holmes said that he'd been planning to kill Peitzel for, uh, oh, from the moment he'd met him, uh, which is how James and I met, actually. Um, uh, <clears throat> and that everything he did with the man for seven years led up to that very moment. That is a long con. You meet someone, you befriend them, you bring them into your home and life, you are invited into theirs, and every second of every interaction for seven years with this person is all in preparation for murdering them. Dude, I get tired of my friends after like a few months, a year and a half tops. I'm tired of you right this second, you've only been here for like... Two hours. Dude, I've been tired of you since the third episode we did together. Oh, man. We've been That's doing like... a lot of episodes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, such a long-term investment, wrote Holmes, furnishes a very striking illustration of the, the vagaries, vagaries, whatever... In the, 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 the what? The vagaries. The vagaries? No, vagaries. The vagaries. Whatever. In which the human mind will, under certain circumstances, indulge. And in the vagaries. In the vagaries. And <laughs> compares the anticipation of Peitzel's murder to the seeking of buried treasure at the rainbow's end. What the fuck? <laughs> you pompous fucking mustachioed twit. I hate you. Mm. Mm. The reality of Heitzel's death was far worse than what Eugene Smith even saw, though. Holmes wrote in his confession that he went to 1316 Callow Hill and found Peitzel drunk and passed out, as he had expected. Which is kind of a dick thing to be like, man, I'm going to get there and he's just going to be drunk and passed out. Because that's how he always is. That's old Peitzel. <laughs> Fucking loser. What <laughs> mm, an ass. I'm going to murder him. Yeah, dumb bitch. Horribly murder him. In the face. Mm. Mm. And you always think, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you got it that time. 
All up in your sphincter. <laughs> Holmes had earlier forged a series of hurtful letters from Peitzel's wife, of course, which caused Peitzel's to start drinking. All part of the plan. When part of your plan is writing... <laughs> writing scornful letters from uh, your friend's wife to your friend uh, in hopes that he's... That he becomes a hopeless alcoholic <laughs> is fucking insane. Dude, that's like some like some video game side quest shit. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh. Deliver this letter to my husband in hopes that he will become an alcoholic and I can leave him. And that way. Thank <laughs> you. Here's fifty dollars and two hundred experience. Man, that's a shitty fucking payout for that <laughs> shit. You're ruining a man's life. It's it's an early game quest. Yeah, and he really was a terrible man. Yeah. Uh, he he bound uh, Peitzel's hands and feet, and then he wrote, I proceeded to burn him alive by saturating his clothing and his face with benzene and igniting it with a match. So horrible was this torture that in writing of it, I've been tempted to attribute his death to some humane means, not with a wish to spare myself, but because I fear that it will not be believed that one could be so heartless and depraved. He's got like a huge boner while he's doing this, right? Like, Dude, this is—is is this? These are Kanye West lyrics. Man, Kanye, we knew How it. How could you be heartless and, and depraved? And burn that guy to death with his kids. How could you be so heartless? Yeah, it's a terrible song. And that's, what? That's a great fucking song. It's a stupid song. I love stupid, that song. Stupid Fuck man. you. Fuck you. I Fuck hate, you. I hate, hey, man. Hey. 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 Fuck you. <laughs> After he collected the money, Holmes went to St. Louis and convinced Peitzel's widow to lay low, too. He offered to place her children with his cousin, whom he called Minnie Williams, a wink-wink and a nudge-nudge, <clears throat> until she and Ben could come out of hiding. Uh, uh, this guy, Gary, writes, Through the man's unimaginable powers of persuasion, Carrie agreed to surrender two more of her children. What? There was no pragmatic reason for Holmes to take the children, but as he wrote in his confession, he chose Peitzel as a victim even before I knew he had family who would later afford me additional victims for the gratification of my bloodthirstiness. And, so so it, it is yeah. confirmed that he is just doing this for fun. I didn't He's just it, doing this fun, because he wants okay, to. Fun and profit. Fun and profit, absolutely. I mean, I mean that's true. Um, but he's saying himself that he is a bloodthirst, not specifically, oh, this is to oh, fund no, my he, business. This is because yeah, I'm fucking bloodthirsty. No, no, he's not saying, oh, booga, I, can't, booga, booga, booga. I can't stand the sight of blood, but I got it. just gotta have the bodies, man. He's like, no, nah, this is pretty tight. Yeah, he's like, man, you ever just like, like, I know like everybody gets a boner when they kill the person, but like, you ever just take some of that blood and like actually use it as lubrication for your boner, <laughs> you man? Know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, mm, man, that's the sweet spot. Why is everybody going? Come on, I bought the whole table of blooming onion. <laughs> I brought the whole table a bucket of blood. <laughs> to, dip, a lube. to dip this blooming onion in. Uh, and so began the horrible journey of Alice, Nellie, and Howard Peitzel. And thus ends the very first in a series of maybe even two episodes of the uh, the abominable Mr. Um, Mudget Man. Mr. Mudget Man. What do you think, what do you think of Mr. H.H. H. Holmes, buddy? Pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I like the guy, though, right? 
Yeah, I like his I like his style. I like his vision as far as the castle. I'd I'd probably like to explore some of these kill rooms. I feel like it'd be a good a good time. Oh, the it no longer exists. Oh, did they tear it down? Yeah. Those sons of bitches. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Uh maybe because people were horribly fucking murdered there. Um So? <clears throat> I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Is 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 fair? <laughs> it's a building. It's not the building's fucking fault. I I actually believe that it was. I think it was the building's fault. <laughs> this is this is the fucking monster house. That building and the knew, house is controlled uh, by the ghost of a fat woman that fell in and got covered in cement. That building knew what it was doing by dressing like that and walking down the street alone. And I think that that building wanted it. Mm. Mm. I said what I said. Who say I say? Where do I have it? Just still, you don't... I don't get it. Man, Frankie and Johnny's. It was a... Just a, try thinking of newer references. I My brain is stuck where maybe, it's stuck. Maybe don't pick the oldest ones you can remember. Um, New stuff is boring, and so is old stuff. Life is boring, James. You that's why what? you have to find the, 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 the joys in the simple things. That's why I started gardening. You know, you keep bringing up gardening like you want me to ask you about it, and I'm not gonna... I want you to come over and garden with me. That shit certainly ain't happening. <laughs> come and garden with me, bro. No. 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 Bro, come cut open some peppers with me. Dry them out in the sun for a couple of days. We can go and plant them. Get a nice little row going. You know, uh, I think I told you this earlier. Okra is in season. Y'all, if y'all are in the, in the gardening, plant some okra now. That, that, that shit will get real big and, and bloom. It'll be real beautiful. You can fry it. You can... Uh, stew it, uh, you can, uh, pickle it, you can do one of those three things I just gave you, that's mm-hmm. three ways to cook one thing, that should be good enough for you, it's not an egg, oh, it's it doesn't, not, it doesn't need 200 not, million ways of cooking it. It's not shrimp, where there's many more ways, you can, no. you can butterfly it, you can... Have it not butterflied, it. you have yeah. it with a tail, without a tail. Yeah, that's probably it too, actually fried and not fried mm, are you sure no you, all you can do is fry it actually yeah. that's all i know so that was james's green thumb corner and the reason my thumb is green and i'm james is because i stick it up butts that are green no the butt's not green the stuff inside of it is UFOs, conspiracy, <laughs> and moida. Uh, well, I actually wanted to, to read, uh, uh, to, to, to bring us out on this wonderful episode. Oh. A letter to Carrie Peitzel from Alice Peitzel. Go ahead. Dated. I give you permission. September 20th, 1894. That's a while ago. Just arrived Philadelphia this morning. I am going to the morgue after a while. We stopped off at Washington. Uh, this morning, and that made it six times that we transferred to different cars. Mr. H says, I will have a ride on the ocean. I wish you could see what I have seen. I have seen more scenery than I have seen since I was born. You had better not write m- <laughs> you, you had better not write to me here, for Mr. H says that I may be off tomorrow. And what that tells me is that Alice Peitzel was horrible at English. You had better not write me here for Mr. H says that I may be off tomorrow. I have seen more scenery than I have seen since I was born. <clears throat> is this a random? 
God, this is terrible. I think I think that it's code. I think she's she's screaming for help. I've seen more scenery than I have seen since I was seen that I was born. You see, just arrived Philadelphia this morning. I'm going to the morgue after a while. Was this create? Is this one of these like AI creates a series of lo- uh, love letters? This, this is a AI ch- creates lyrics to a Travis Scott song. This is a this is a chatbot. <laughs> yes. this, this is this is fucking essentially uh, what that is. This is what, oh god, what's what was that big chatbot that was I, big I, for a while? I honestly don't remember. Eve Eden. Eve? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't remember. You know what I'm talking Eve, about, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah it was with, Eve. with the girl that would like yeah. make the different faces and shit. And, and then she'd be like... All she would say was the N-word. And she'd be like, so, you came here to have sex with a 12-year-old girl, huh? <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris... What's his name? Chris what? Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. And then you'd be like, no, what? Chatbot. I don't do that. I'd be like, oh. And she'd, she'd say, I had sex with your mom. And you'd be like, yeah, and you have that, that your back seat's full of wine coolers and condoms. And if you don't understand why, it's because she learns from the people that use her. And the people that use her are on the internet. Nazi scumbags, yeah. <laughs> Nazi scumbags, they all are. Anyway, I hope this I hope this episode has been as entertaining and as informal and informing, even, uh, than, uh, I don't know, like, than a cupcake that you find on the ground. This has been another Nazi scumbag episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. The UFOs, Conspiracies, and Moida. And Moida. And the show that you can contact us mm-hmm. at S-N-H-N-S-N-P-O-D at gmail.com. Man. Or comment on Podbean. Praise him. <laughs> I almost forgot the pod at the end. <laughs> I, I noticed. I, I was like, he's about to say another S or something after that end. I was about to go straight to the Gmail. <laughs> See, no, hear, no, speak, no, at Gmail. So, um,. We will see you, uh, probably never, because this is an audio format, but we will talk into your ears again next week-ish. When maybe Chris will be here? Maybe not? Or maybe Chris has found so many crystals that he has no need for us again. Countdown. Three crystals, two crystals, one crystals, go. Bye. That's the theme song to my new <laughs> my new American anime. It's three crystals, two crystals, one crystals go. That's the name of the show too. Right in your sphincter. All up in your sphincter. <laughs> Chris is gonna be jealous of that one. <laughs> Bye kids. Bye.